All right, so, so as you see indicated on our screens, we're going to start a new teaching this week, uh, uh, how to elevate behind the scenes. I also want to encourage you, if you didn't, if you weren't here, or you wasn't watching online, and you didn't uh, hear Wednesday, Wednesday we talked about being stormproof, and that's the only Wednesday we're talking about it. So if you have an opportunity, please avail yourself to that. You know, a lot of times, as we're trying to elevate, we go through different storms, and again, God has set us up to be stormproof. And so some people, go, somebody's going to say, somebody's going to call us up and be like, uh, you know, I just don't know what to do. Well, what do you do when you don't know what to do? Well, we already talked about it in the stormproof message. So hopefully you'll take the time out to uh, avail yourself to uh, what you missed. Uh, we're, we're, we're at church on Wednesdays too, okay? All right, so uh, it's, uh, somebody out there right now, uh, you actually uh, told the Lord uh, at the beginning of the year that you was taking things to a whole nother level. And God is asking, when does that obedience kick in? All right, so I'm actually, yeah, I was talking to you. You, yeah, you, watch it, you know. First of all, Marcus is going like this. <laughs> no, no, it's somebody that, that yeah. So um, let's get it. Let's get it together, all right? All right, so uh, we're going to open up with Exodus 33:22. It's an audible, so, so people online, you're not going to see this. But uh, we're talking about how to elevate, elevate behind the scenes or even from, from behind the scenes. And but we're not talking about, when we say behind the scenes, we're not talking about hiding, you know, or like, you know, because sometimes we hide behind shyness and fear, and then we'll tell ourselves, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I like just to be behind the scenes. That's not what we're talking about today. So uh, that is not the behind the scenes that God has orchestrated. We're talking about being strategically positioned in God's cleft of preparation. So that's intentional, right? God strategically positioned us. Uh, we don't have to go there, but Exodus 33, 22 is when, uh, you know, the servant asked, hey, well, could I see your glory? And God said, man, listen, where you are right now, where, where my people are right now, because of what was done after Adam, he says, you're not, no one can see my glory and live because of what's the, the, the sin nature on you that, that my glory, my anointing is that burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. And he said, that's not going to be impossible. But he said, but because you made a request, this is what I'll do for you. I'm going to put you in this cleft. I'm going to put you behind the scenes. My glory will back pass by. You're going to see my backside. You're going to see like the, the, a glimpse or a passing of my glory. You'll probably can handle that. But you can't, you ain't ready for my glory face to face, right? He says, so, 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 so a lot of times what God does is he strategically places us in a position in life so we can be prepared to handle the glory that he wants to put on our life. Even before God did wonders, like he told Moses to tell the children of Israel, he said, hey, tell, tell everybody, consecrate themselves. The Lord is going to do great wonders among you. Another scripture says great exploits. He says, but because of what I'm going to do, you're, you're, see, again, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm sending something from the heaven realm into the earth realm, and the natural, the natural man will automatically flinch or draw back because the natural man goes, this is impossible. I don't believe that. Is this really happening? 
That natural man. So, so what he's saying is I need you to set yourself apart, prepare yourself to, to be able to receive, but also when it comes, not draw back, but for you to extend faith to manifest more and more of it. So when God is doing something, some people receive the impact of what God's doing is because they're extending their faith. And the more they extend their faith, the more glory comes. But some people go, ah, I don't believe that. And what happens is they diminish what God is doing because for us to really grasp all of God's doing, we got to keep our faith lenses on, right? We can't go into fear when God's doing something, right? We can't go into overconfidence because then we'll lose it too, right? See, see, God's doing something and we'll start to lean to us like we did it, right? Rest in our confidence and that starts to lose because when you in self, you don't use faith, right? Because you, you're dependent on you, right? Right? You already here, right? <laughs> right? And so, 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 so. This behind the scenes that we're going to talk about is, is, is a strategic position. Now, some people stay behind the scenes too long. Like even the wilderness was behind the scenes. When they left Israel and they put him in the wilderness, why? He was preparing them to handle the glory of the promised land. But it was supposed to be an 11-day journey. It takes me about 11 days to, 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 to cleanse out what we're getting away of where I'm sending you. Because, see, if he didn't cleanse it out, they would take the bondage that's been in their mind, that's been, that's been trained, the, the uh, you can't do that, you know, like, like, what are you doing? You know, you got a smart mouth, be quiet, you know, you, you little, you know, that, you know, you know, when your gifts start coming out, but you, you ain't ready for them yet, and, and, and your parents go, you, you got a smart mouth, because you telling them something, and they, and, and they figure, I'm the adult, because they don't recognize, like, little baby Jesus in the, in, in the, in the, in the synagogue at 12, breaking stuff down, right? So, you see, so, so what happens is you start going through stuff. You get around people, and they've been compromising, and you come around with your anointed in the word self, and you start saying, you start seeing stuff and saying stuff, and then, what, what, you, what you talking about? See, there you go, trying to be all spiritual, right? And after a while, you get broken down. And so, so, so you're broken down because you, you don't realize you walked in the bondage. Right? So then God delivers you. But guess what? God delivers you physically, but mentally and spiritually, you still bound. So what he does is he puts you in behind the scenes so he can cleanse out what's in you. Because see, like I gave you the story of the caged birds when they was picked at so much every time they came to the door. When, they, when the door was finally open and they was, it was time for them to set free, they stayed in the cage. Like, I ain't going out there. You going out there? Last time I went out there, I got... Nobody was out there. So, so they didn't see nobody's going to stab them and pick them in the physical. They saw it in their mind and in their spirit. So, so they picked with them so much that now they didn't have to be present to keep them bound. So the adversary picks with you so much Puts people in your life to pick with you so much, bully you so much that they don't even have to be around. Some of y'all done brought them people into church today. They sitting right in your head right now. Right? So, so, so as God is, is trying to impart stuff into you, it triggers what they said. How they did it. 
what they said about you. You're going to hear God stir up. It's time for you to do. It's time for you to do. It's time for you to do what God has been telling you to do outside of what you're already doing. Right? So God tells you that. Well, they start going, you better not do that. Don't do that. What are people going to say? You, it, you, can, it can you, you can embarrass yourself. You might mess up. That ain't what God's saying. God just told you to do it because he's going to work in you to willing to do his good pleasure. But they are saying, are you crazy? You can't do that. You know, we're, we're, we're a family church. We was talking about this in the um, new members orientation. It could have been Bible school, too. Don't know. We had a lot of stuff going on yesterday. Right? So, so we was talking about we're a family church. So we start with people. Yes, we have rules and protocols, but they ain't first. People are first. Right? What, but, but if you've been trained and bound with the rules, you'll see us do something with people and go, oh, hey, hey, hey. According to, all right, so I'm going to use this guy because he was raised with uh, rules and protocols. Z laughing before I even open my mouth, right? So I prayed one day. I, you know, this is, he probably just came to the church. So I don't know if he said it to me or said it to Z or something, but he's like, uh, uh, he, he used the wrong hand. Like you use the wrong hand, like you're supposed to use your right hand because that represents, and the left hand, man, listen. <laughs> I pray with my elbow if it's going to bless somebody. <laughs> I, I ain't come at him like that. You know, I, I, I walked him through some insight and wisdom, but I remember my first reaction was like, man, are you out your mind? Did you see that person blessed? That's the thing is, are you watching people blessed? Or are you going, you, you still, you see, see somebody in your head. No, you got to do it this way. You got to do it this way. Folk getting blessed, you're like, no, but I can't do it that way. I got to do it this way. Because they told me I to do it this way. I don't do it that way to do it. Man, stop all the noise. Listen, and we talked about this yesterday. God started with people first. Right? Listen, all the laws came later. But the laws came as a result of us just not just rolling with God. Everything was already set up. Family, people, roll with God. Then people got outside of God. The God's like, whoa, whoa, Jesus, Holy Spirit. They're going too far. They're going to end up going so far away, they, they won't even pick up our signal. So we got to create boundaries, laws, to keep them within our presence. Right? People first. Hey, when you first start driving, there was no rules. Get in the car. People start crashing, guess what? Streetlights. Streetlights wasn't first. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, even government, Moses rolling with the people, they, 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 you know, they're in the promised land, they're rolling. Moses loves people like, like we do, right? So, so we, we're totally exposed. Everybody got a number, the cards out there. But you know there's a responsibility with access. Okay. There's a responsibility with access because everybody don't know that, right? But, but folks don't be, folk be rolling like we got nothing to do, even though we're talking to people all across the country. They're not against us. They're for their need. You understand what I'm saying? They're, so they're not against us. They ain't tripping on us. They're just like, I need, I need, I need. They're just not focused, you know, to realize there's a bigger picture, right? And so, so Moses was doing that. 
They need a knee. They need a knee. And Moses, and so Jethro shows up. It's like, man, what you doing, man? He was like, man, but the people need a knee. They need this. Hold on, man. I talked to you a minute, Jethro. I got to help this person over here. Hey, I got to get to that. I got to do this. He said, hold on, man. Slow down. He said, listen, set up a government. Set up somebody that can take care of 10. Somebody else to take care of 20, 30, 40, 50. He said, you take care of the hard cases. But let it be tears. Now, as we grow, we're going to have to set up tears because we can't keep doing it. We were talking about it this morning. Like, we're going to have to have somebody uh, receive our calls first. Like that, a, a 11-year-old church, we should already have somebody doing that. But we don't roll like that, you know. But, but it's just, it's, after a while, it could be overwhelming. And y'all don't want us worn out, do you? But the government came after the people. The structure came after the people. Jesus sent the disciples out without script. Man, go out there, man, and cast out demons, do stuff like that. They went out, man, even the demons are subject unto us, man. Whoa, whoa. Then they ran into a situation like, ho, 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 how come we couldn't cast this one out? He said, these come out by praying, fasting. Now sit down and let me walk you through how to use this stuff. Now you have protocols and procedures in order of how to flow. You understand? But family was first. And so that can throw people off because a lot of churches ain't about family. It's about control. I didn't say no names of a church, so don't dog no church out. But I'm saying it's about control. But it's, it's, it's set up for a reason. Because I don't need you thinking for yourself. Okay, somebody going to take that sound bite. Local pastor in Charlotte says he doesn't need people thinking for himself. Now, I was speaking on behalf of the person that ain't doing it right. We need you thinking. See, we're, we're, we're the confirmation. We're not the origination. The origination is your time with God. We're confirming you heard from God just like those green signs on the road when you're driving on the highway. You go, I'm going the right way. Yeah. Right? So when you show up, you go, wait a minute. Pastor Keith, Pastor Mel wasn't at the house. They're saying exactly what the Lord was telling me. I know that was God. And you're going to have momentum. You see that? At the uh, marriage retreat, we're ministering to a couple, and they're like, how would you even know that? Then I'm ministering to a couple, and I was about to pray, lay hands like I did with the other people. The Lord said, no, have, the, have these, the, the, uh, the pastors from Phoenix pray for them. So I said, we're going to do something different. They're going to pray for you. Then I said, actually, you're supposed to help them in what they're doing. They didn't go to their church. Matter of fact, the, the pastor's wife, when we went to lunch, she said, y'all, you don't know this, but I felt I was supposed to pray for, the, for that young lady. But I said, I'm not going to pray, Lord, unless, the, unless Pastor Keith tells me. Right after she said that, I said, hey, we're not going gonna to do things different. Right? So what did I tell her? I heard from God. How do you think she prayed for that person? With some power, right? Because she knew it was God. As opposed to, ah, maybe it's God, maybe it's not. You understand what I'm saying? This, this is how we flow here. So, so this behind, how to elevate behind the scenes, the behind the scenes is a preparation for purpose. It's a preparation for purpose. And so let's, let's go to our Heirs Christian Center Church, one of our foundational scriptures. That's Galatians 4, right? I was just going to go ahead and quote it, but we'll set our eyes on it, you know? So we, we can have it embedded in our heart, you know? 
Because uh, the Lou said it when he opened up, a lot of the guys that facilitate said when they open up, it says, welcome to Heirs Christian Center Church where we're equipping heirs for the kingdom of God, right? And so Galatians 4, 1 and 2, we're going to read it out of the King James Version. It says this. Y'all should probably be able to quote this by now, but it says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. So, so the heir is in that house to everybody in the community is a Lord because he's going to be inherit some things, right? Right, he's going to inherit some things. But he's under tutors and governors until the appointed time of the father, till he's ready to handle what the inheritance, right? So, uh, uh, what's the oldest name? Anthony. So, right now, you have something you're supposed to inherit by God making sure you're in that house, right? But right now, with all the respect, you older than everybody else, but you're still a child. So you're under tutors and governors. You're under teachers and trainers until God's time to release you into your greatness. Now, you can actually get distracted. When you're distracted, you're not. See, see if, if you're supposed to be behind the scenes, but you're trying to be up front and popular with everybody else, you ain't getting prepared. Like, you're you getting your reward too soon. And all it is is people giving you props for what? Something they're going to change next week. So you can have the, you, you, you can change your hair to, to wear your hair like them. That's going to change in about two months. Then you're going to have to keep changing your hair. And, and, and so me and you going to keep it real because I know what you go through. So you know how sometimes you, you figure out everything to do to get accepted? And then they change the game on you? And then you figure you're doing what's going to be accepted and then people start pinging with you? And you'll be like, what? I just mastered this. Like, when did y'all change? Who sent out the memo? <laughs> you know, but what you didn't realize, it changed in the moment you mastered it because you were already more special than they were. Then when you mastered it, they couldn't put you down, so they had to create a new bar, a new, hey, hey, hey jump over this hoop. All right, now jump over this hoop. All right, now jump over this one. They just keep telling you to jump over stuff so you don't see they're supposed to be following you. Right? And so that's why you have to stay under tutors and governors because you can't be going out there trying to mix and mingle with folk when you don't know who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, you're going to try to be like them. Now, everybody thinks I'm talking to you. But there's some 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds in the room that's going through the same thing. You have an advantage because you can change it now. You ain't all in. Some of these people so locked in, they don't want to change, and they don't realize their lack of obedience to what God told them to do to be what he designed them to do is having them stuck outside of what he's supposed to plan. Man, get back under the tabernacle and get behind the scenes. Stop running around just so you can get props. Uh, yeah, you, what you do? Yeah, I got my business. Really? You really got a business? So you have a business entitled because you ain't making no money. I said, I didn't say no names. That's kind of sassy or, or, no, I didn't say no names. But I guarantee you somebody felt that. It hit them right in their chest. Right? See, because what's happening is, why'd you start the business? So, to come up from behind the scenes. So, so you will feel good in the audience. You ain't supposed to feel good in that audience. You're supposed to feel uncomfortable 
until you're obedient to do what God told you to do, and then that's when you come out. See, you're drawn out. You're resurrected out. You don't run out because you ain't ready to be out. All right, so anyway, so thanks, Anthony, for helping us all out here. You know, see, that's why you showed up today. You got to be, it's a reason why you're here. It's not just what you can get, but what you can give. And God used you to impact so many people, and they're going to come up to you later and say, what he was saying to you, I needed to hear. They're going to humble themselves, and they're going to be older adults. Just to let you know, it wasn't just about you. Look, you got one already. All right? All right, so, so Hebrews 10. All right, because this process of being behind the scenes, is, see, 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 it's been hard for us. It's been hard for us to stay behind the scenes because you see other people up front. Some, some of them have ran out ahead of time. They're only going to be up front temporary. Some of them, it was their time. As we said at our church, it was their birthday. Stay behind the scenes till it's yours. Right? So Hebrews 10, familiar scriptures at this, this church, uh, we're going to read 35 and 36. Hebrews 10, 35 and 36. Now, it says something important in 35. It says, cast not away your confidence, for it has great recompense of reward. Now, it's not talking about your confidence in you. It's talking about your confidence in God, right? Now, now, now this is, when, when, by the time you get to verse 35, you've already gone through, you can neglect your salvation in verse 3. You've already gone through, there is no more repentance for sin if you actually willfully sin. You've already gone through that, right? You know, we went through that in the whole uh, once saved, always saved process. By the time you get here, it says, now I've already explained to you that it's a diligence and discipline to stay behind the scenes until your time, right? Don't conform, stay behind the scenes and allow yourself to transform. Like, you know, that baby just can't jump out the, the womb too soon. Even when the child is premature, they keep them in an incubator. They keep them behind the scenes. They can't go home because they, they, they can't handle what's out here yet. They're not fully developed. So some of us have been sent back in incubators, spiritual incubators, because we are fully developed. So that's why we made those crazy decisions that we're carrying around to this day. Like, like we was talking about this, like, like honestly, some people are not operating in their giftings because of a relationship, right? You're still playing off of the relationship. And so why am I playing? Why are they not operating their giftings, Pastor Keith? Because they don't have confidence. Why they don't have confidence? Because they have low self-esteem. Why do they have low self-esteem? Because they believe that that person's lack of value with them was the assessment of their value. Not God's assessment. For lack of better words, I'm going to say it this way, this fool's assessment. So, so they spend their time keep trying to prove to the fool that, no, no, I'm better than what you said. You were already better. That's the old trick of the adversary. He tried to get Jesus to prove he was God. If you be the son of God, Jesus is like, man, it's written. Why are you tripping, man? I already know I'm the son of God. Remember in the garden, God just don't want you to be like him. I, they were already like him. It's the same trick. Played over and over and over. Oh, you weak, you weak. I ain't weak, I ain't weak, I ain't weak. Oh, you soft, I ain't soft, I ain't soft, I ain't soft. You know, y'all deal with pressure on style and clothing. 
Y'all don't pay for nothing. So why would somebody put you down or make you feel bad because you don't have a certain clothing or style? They didn't pay for theirs. Matter of fact, anybody, anytime somebody pressure you and say, oh, you, you ain't got none of these, well, one for your mama, you wouldn't have them. That should be your response. So they don't have swag, they mama and daddy do. Move mommy and daddy, they weak and soft too. They ain't got nothing. I'm sorry, that's just, just, just I, my, yeah, that's me, that's me and my past dealing with, I, look, look, I ain't had nothing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, why y'all picking on me? I ain't got no money, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm in foster care, man, I, what y'all want, man? You know, I didn't buy these high waters, they bought them, man, like, I ain't want these high, I ain't want these roach killers, remember I told you the roach killer story? Parents, they bought me. But the, the people I live with, they bought me roach killers, and she bought me the shoes. Y'all know what roach killers are? They're real pointy shoes, and we call them roach killers because you can get in the corner and kill a roach with the shoes. It's pointy. So, so, so I, I mean, I'm young. I, I, I don't know. I'm 10, 11, whatever. So, so I'm just telling you the truth. So Miss Taylor came. She bought me the shoes, brand new shoes, and when I looked at them, I probably like looked like I was the saddest person in the world. So her response to my look, I never opened my mouth, you're going to wear them shoes so they have holes in it. I was like, okay. So, so, so how I am as a person all my life is there's always some type of wisdom or strategy. So I said, now I got to figure out how to wear these so they have holes in them. But you know the old school shoes? You can't get holes in The hard soles. Like, if you just wore like regular U shoes, those shoes, I would be wearing them shoes right now. So what I did was, I was like, I'm wearing these every day. No, for real. So if I had like, you know, you cut off your shorts with your jeans, and I had white tube socks, the long ones, remember with the colors? The old school people know, like we had the little thick colors, the red, black, and green, remember like, you know, in the American flag colors. So these big, thick tube socks, cut off jeans, uh, Wrangler or Lee jeans, and the Roach Killers. Going to play football, I be running, I be, I be making my moves, like, and they be like, watch out for those roach killers, watch out for those roach killers, <laughs> right? I play basketball in them on the blacktop, supposed to have traction, right? Listen, that's probably why I got a quick first step now on the court, you know, because I play in shoes, like dress shoes, with those two socks, and, and, and now you're laughing, right? But you weren't the only one, everybody was laughing. But the thing is, I'm behind the scenes. I'm going to deal with the embarrassment. But I'm not going to be wearing these shoes until I'm 50. <laughs> I wore those shoes out. Shoes that can never wear out, I wore them things out. I got me some shoes. Took a while, but I got me some shoes. So, so I said that to say, <laughs> I, I just told you the story to open you up, okay, right? And so, but it's a true story. It's actually an actual true story. I can tell you some stories. I really did have high waters, brand new pants. Came to school like this. This is what we call high waters. It's probably the style now, but we call high waters. Dude was like, man, yo, man, what's, what you doing with them floods? <laughs> I was like, give me a break. I had all the imitation shoes. I had Puma lookalikes. And when I first walked by your house, I walked by the house, Keith, Keith got some, some brand name shoes. Keith got some Pumas. That only lasted for like a week. Then the, uh, the little stripes start coming off. 
Man, those ain't Pumas, those Balumas. <laughs> and then I had to chart a house that looked like Converse's, but they was missing the, the black stripe that go around the toe. But, but if I had the black stripe, you would think I got Converse's. So I colored it in with an ink pen. <laughs> this is all true. And it's cool, black ink is cool, fresh and new. But after it wear down a while, it kind of gets blue. So they don't look like Converse's anymore. These are all the things I did to just navigate through the hood, right? Why I do all this stuff? Because I wanted to be seen when I was supposed to be behind the scenes. I wasn't being punished. I was being prepared. And see, see, see and I left preparation to be accepted or what I call to get respect among fools. That's people that's despising the knowledge of God. All to be seen. Now, now I'm not by myself. Y'all just hearing all my stories to laugh at. But, so, but people was laughing at that relationship the whole time you was in it. Yeah, I know it's true, because when it, when it was over, it's like, yeah, I was trying to tell you. <laughs> you really look dumb and stupid, right? And so that's not, that's not a put down, that's like recognizing your value. So a lot of separation is, the Bible says when King Uzziah died, the prophet said, I was able to see the Lord. That means as long as King Uzziah was in my life with his, his standards and controls, I couldn't see God because my value was what the king said. But when he was removed, oh man. What have I been doing? You ever, you ever said to yourself, what have I been doing? You know, a lot of times you say that after the relationship. You wish you said it in it, right? What was I thinking, right? All right, so, all right, so why do we jump from behind the scenes to get accepted, to get props? To, we invest, listen, we invest time and sports, businesses, and everything that we could be spending with God, Right? Why do we do that? Because this culture has been trained to be impatient. Every, everything is trained to be impatient. Like, like, we grew up with dial-up. <laughs> you know, I'm 60. So we grew up with dial-up. See, some people dial-up, what's that? To get on the internet, you, had to, you, you heard the phone ringing. You had to dial into the internet. And sometimes you, you, would, you would get in and sometimes you wouldn't. You know what y'all do? Y'all just turn on your phones and computers and stuff like that. Matter of fact, we, we had to wait till we got home to get on the internet. And wait to a dial up, and the speed was slow. You had to wait for everything you wanted to do. So if, you, if you're trying to get on a certain site, you had to sit there and wait for it to finally dial into that site. You know what y'all do? Y'all just go, go. If y'all get a delay, y'all gonna hit the computer. Call your parents. What's wrong with this computer? It's too slow. So, so why? Because you're trained. I got to have it right now. For us to make a phone call, we had to be home. We had to dial for the phone. One, two. You, you know, I had to wait for the, the, the dial to come back. Boom. Right? You know. He's like, don't mess up. You got to go through that all over again. Then if you wanted to sneak a phone call in the house with your parents, you had to be stealth, grab the phone, pull a cord all the way around to the bathroom. 
Y'all don't do that. Y'all walk around with phones in your pocket. Internet in your pocket. Right? Distractions in your pocket. You could be having a good day. And your bully can text you or send you messages. When we were coming up, we only dealt with the bullies at school. Because they couldn't send us no messages. Like, if they tried to call a house, we wouldn't answer the phone anyway. Parents was like, who this fool call my house? Now, y'all, they could send you stuff. You'd be having a good day. Pat. <laughs> they posted, they posted my high waters. Imagine me. They posted, they posted my roach killers. Got me out there playing ball with the roach killers. Why they say, why they do that to me? No, my, my roach killers was limited to the community of people I was around. Your business is all over the country. Even as a pastor, like, we know too much. I told my wife, I said, babe, I got to shut down. I said, I don't want to know because we know too much. We know how you think because you post, you tell everybody your business. I told my wife, she says, well, I can understand why people are going through that. I said, well, babe, people went through that. There's a church we went to. It just wasn't on the Internet. <laughs> right, so so, I don't, I don't. Right, so so we've been trained to be impatient. This impatience has created purpose delays by many refusing to truly inquire of the Lord. See, while I'm in impatience, no, you're gonna have to get the video. She's like rushing me, talking about say it again, like, like you ain't here by yourself. No, nah, I'm playing with you. I right, this impatience has created purpose delays. By refusing, by many refusing, I'm sorry, to truly inquire of the Lord. Now, now, now what does that look like? Thank you. So, a situation comes up, and it could be a bad situation. It could be uh, somewhat of a crisis. Uh, and our first thought is, I got to fix this now. So we may take the temporary relief. Just like if, in, this, in our culture, if you feel pain, you probably pick up an aspirin before you pray. Right? Because the culture is like, I got to have quick relief. And you ain't getting no quick relief then. The, you know, as soon as the, 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 the aspirin, the time I'll touch your tongue, the pain don't go away. It has to dissolve and go through a process. You could have prayed. <laughs> Right? And the prayer is more permanent relief than the temporary relief of the aspirin. Right? So, so crisis comes up, and instead of inquiring of the Lord first, we react. Because the culture has trained us to be impatient. And sometimes we'll tell ourselves, sure, like we don't think, why, why ask the Lord? It's obvious what I should do. All right, so for the parents in here, oh, that's my baby. So you say it's obvious you're supposed to what? Cover them, protect them. Suppose you're supposed to tell them the truth. Suppose you're supposed to let them go through something to realize something. But see, we ain't going to inquire of the Lord. We're going to like, oh, no, no, that's my baby. That's my baby. That's my baby. No, no, that's God's baby. You're the steward. You see what I'm saying? I'm not saying this because I'm not a parent. We've, we've had to, our son had to go through some stuff, right? We had to allow him to learn. I mean, we talked about it when he came out here and taught. What I'm saying is 
we're reacting when we should be responding by inquiring of the Lord. See, behind the scenes, you learn how to train yourself to inquire of the Lord, even if it's obvious. David would stay behind the scenes for a while, but learn how to inquire of the Lord. So even when he was out there winning, comes back and they take his whole family all, and all his boys' family. You would think an undefeated warrior would do what? Oh, no, no, they got me twisted. This is what I do. He didn't do that. He inquired of the Lord. And it wasn't just about him. He was under the pressure of his army. Man, you done brought us out here and they done got our family. Some people were in faith. Some people weren't. But he had to inquire of the Lord first. The Lord, he said, Lord, shall I pursue? You talking about his family. How many of you in a family situation would ever say, shall I pursue? That's why some of you are going through extra with your children because you've never said, shall I presume? So you may have got your relief in a situation, but you extended their demise. You don't help a person's situation at the expense of their life. But if you inquire the Lord, the Lord gives you the wisdom that was customized and designed for their preparation for them to get what he wants out of their life. And sometimes you're going to be looking like Darth Vader when you do it. I keep using Darth Vader like everybody knows who Darth Vader is, so. <sighs> I expect some people not to know, but, uh, I mean, Star Wars is kind of in our, you know, in y'all generations too, right? Yeah, Darth Vader, he's the evil guy in Star Wars. What's Star Wars? Okay. Google. <laughs> I said, that's for Samuel. 38 through 15, if you want to go look up that story for yourself. So you see man or you see a man or a woman who won't chance missing God's heart can only inquire of the Lord for purpose accuracy. So if you're a man or woman and, 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 and I, I'm not going to chance missing God's heart and his intent and what he purposed. So for accuracy, I'm always going to inquire of the Lord. People that don't inquire the Lord are willing to risk missing God. If you're willing to risk missing God, then there's a chance you're going to do what? Miss God. If you miss God, there's a chance there's going to be some chaos and craziness attached. Do you understand what I'm saying? Then we go through the craziness. Go, I don't understand why this is happening. Why don't we triangulate it back to when we miss God? Do we ever do that? We just go, I don't understand why this is happening. No, all you got to do is just take the time to, to, to triangulate it back to, I should have inquired of the Lord or I miss God, right? So we got to ask ourselves, are we after God's heart or ours? So we was talking about this in the spiritual authority class, how David was a man after God's own heart. And it said because he was, he always had somebody on the throne. Like, Jesus was an extension of him. So, what is, so, in other words, his obedience was projected. His obedience affected his children, his children's children, and everybody around him. Right? Because he's a man after God's own heart. The Bible also says something else will affect you, your children, your children's children for generations. Sin. It says the sin is visiting to the third and fourth generation. 
So when we don't inquire the Lord, there's a chance we can, we can make a decision outside of God. Separation from God is sin. That just doesn't affect you. It affects the people you care about. So, so when we're going, I'll get to that, we're saying, I'll get to loving the people I say I love. Our obedience is love, right? So just something to think about. Now, are we after God's own heart or after ours? So Proverbs 18, 1 and 2. Please write that scripture down. Proverbs 18, 1 and 2. So the first part of the scripture is, is what we do behind the scenes. It says, though, uh, it says, through desire, a man, having separated himself behind the scenes, seeketh and intermittent with all wisdom. So while I'm behind the scenes, I'm with God in all wisdom, right? Because I've separated myself, right? It says, a fool has no delight in understanding but that his heart may discover itself. So a fool only wants to dig, dig into what they already know and make sure everybody knows what they know. But a person that really is trying to grow beyond their pain and their frustration and their heartache and, and, and their mishaps, their loneliness, is separating themselves and going deeper. Does that make sense? See, when we operate like this, this obedient soul will not move without an unction. So when I'm behind the scenes, I'm not going to move without an unction or without a leading from God. Scripture says you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. First John, 20, First John 1, 20 and 21, I believe it is. Right? So I'm not, First John 2, 20, I'm sorry. So, so I'm not moving without an unction. So if I don't get a leading from God, I ain't moving. I just stay behind the scenes. No matter what the commotion, what all the noise is, I'm not moving without God. We live in this culture where we just move and react to everything that we see without just being led by God. The scripture says they that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God, Romans 8, 14. So, so I won't even speak without a leading. I get a phone call, speak for me, Holy Spirit. I ain't, I ain't picked up the phone yet. Because I don't want to speak without God's leading. And let me ask you a question, Pastor. Speak for me, Holy Spirit. I might not say it out loud, but I'm saying it. I'm not going, bring it. What? Because, you know, I know everything. I'm not doing that. Speak for me, Holy Spirit, because I don't know what the question is going to be, and I don't know what the answer is. But I know who does. Right? See, but if I'm trying to be up front, I'm just going to start saying a whole lot of stuff that sound good to me. And the person's going to walk away overwhelmed, have more questions, and be like, guess he, I guess it was just about whatever he was talking about, right? But I want, I want, the, I want the leading of the Holy Spirit. So, so when I'm behind the scenes, I'm living out of a stillness. I'm living out of a stillness that can pick up the slightest glitch in the seemingly obvious offering. So I'm living out of a stillness. Right? And it could pick up the slightest glitch in the seemingly obvious offering. So what that means is there's a lot of things being offered to us. 
internet, TV, movies, music, right? Uh, conversations, friends, pressure. Uh, they, they're doing this. They're doing that. You should wear this. You do this. You know, we so big. Uh, uh, wear this way. You should wear this. Wear skinny jeans. Don't wear skinny jeans. Wear pants this way. Wear your pants this way. Wear this in the fall. Don't wear that in the fall. Wear this. Day. Oh, no, just wear anything. Don't change that. We're not going to wear anything. Uh, you have to have a color combination. Oh, no, you can wear any type of colors. That's cool. Like, before, you're all over the place. But if I'm in stillness, I can pick up a glitch in the slightest offering from anybody that if that came from God or not. It can sound wonderful, but I can pick up something, something's in there. There's another motive in that, right? I can pick up that. See, but if I'm not in the stillness, if I live in noise, I'm not going to pick up the slightest get glitch because I got too much noise going on. I'm in my head too much. So somebody can easily, people, the devil loves you in your head because he can always send anybody to sway you because you really didn't hear all the information. If you're in arrogance, you really didn't hear the information. You know why? Because nobody's important to you. When you show up, you're not showing up to listen. You're showing up to speak. You're not showing up to understand. You're showing up to make sure everybody knows what you know. So you're going to easily be offended because you ain't listening. You know, as I've grown, there's been different people in my life. They weren't against me. They were trained to be about self and arrogance. So I'm talking, but they wasn't listening. They get offended. They might hear later on what I have to say, and they're like, wow, I, I didn't hear that. But not because they, they, they was trying to disregard me. They weren't trained to hear. They were trained that nobody's important but me. So again, that wasn't their, their purpose. They thought that's the way you're supposed to be. So sometimes they were trained at home. It's all about you. Now you get around somebody else, you're not listening because it's all about you. You're asking for conveniences that you ain't given because it's not about me. This is not what we need. This is what I want. And regardless of if I'm giving it to you or not. You understand what I'm saying? And but if we stay in stillness, we don't go through that. You don't go through these bad situations, bad business deals, bad glitches, because you're not just overwhelmed with emotion, you're picking up the signal. You know, we've done some stuff, like, I don't know what they're doing. What in the world? I actually had some conversations. I made a decision a long time ago, and I talked to somebody that was around other people, uh, I've already made the decision. And they were like, what is this fool doing? What we were doing, we picked up a signal amongst all the noise. But it looked foolish. But it was God. And that's how it is, even with church. Do you know how many churches there are in the country? Do you know how many churches there are in Charlotte area and in North Carolina? This is a Bible belt. This church is like candy around here. The colleges were, 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 we were talking about this the other day, they were made from churches. Whether it's Livingstone, Shaw, all these different schools made from churches. And, and, but denominational churches. So this is, a, this is a, a protocol procedure culture. We come here and we're doing church the way God told us to do. There's a thousand things that's going to come at us. There's the, hey, there's the 10,000 church 
And, and, and Charlotte, you know, I'm from a place that has churches, but Charlotte has a lot of big churches. You go to Calvary. We went there when we came to visit. Calvary has an a escalator. On, on, not, not one floor, multiple floors. You go up there, like, like you're in a department store. You go up the escalator. They got a cross that covers the whole ceiling, and the sanctuary is huge. They have an imported organ from overseas somewhere. I don't know how they did all that. They imported the parts and put it in there. We put an organ in here like, man, church don't need all that. They church paid for. They built the activity center. It's paid for. They just told the people they want to build the activity center. People gave. They built the activity center. Matter of fact, it was paid for before they built it. Right. We believe in for $251,000 to pay off this 21-acre property. I'm sure the activity center costs more than that. But that's, that's Calvary. We ain't trying, listen, unless God tells us, I'm not looking for no escalator. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Then you got another church. They got satellite ministries everywhere. People come to church and watch a video. That's what they do. And I'm not trying to do that. And, and we were talking about we were Pioneer Planet Church. We started with $1,625. They started all those satellites with millions of dollars. They, started, they had money, resources, people gave. Right? We started with $1,625, no leadership, no nothing. Do you understand the difference? Man, I can't. I, I remember in the earlier, somebody was like, well, they do this over here. I was like, I don't know why you're telling me. I can't do what they do. I'm not trying to do what they do. I gotta, we got to do what God says. I got to listen that, to that glitch. You see what I'm saying? But you could be tempted. Oh, my God, they're doing this over there. Babe, they're doing this over there. Well, the such and such doing this. Well, they do this and this. Oh, they just did. Hey, man, they just paid off people such and such. Hey, they just did this type of outreach. Hey, they just paid. Man, do, do you understand we'd be all over the place? Well, such and such. How did the news show up? Don't get mad. Don't get mad. Just, listen, just, just, just think, y'all. How did the news know about it? We went to Audis and paid off people's groceries. There was no news there. You know why? We didn't call nobody. But do you think it's by chance the news know? In some churches, they got news people to work at the church, okay? All right, some of y'all thinking that, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, we all have to stay in our lane. We're behind the scenes. We're a young church. We're 11 years old. A pioneer planted church with just two people. We were talking about it the other day. It took probably five or six years for even the leaders to go, I think we want to be locked in and tied in. And still some leaders that, hey, don't get mad. There's some people been here for the longest and ain't tied in. We, we, don't, we don't go, you no good, nasty, not tied in. I can't. But ain't nobody rolling like that. We love everybody at every level that they're at. But somebody else would be like, you need to make them, make them do what? He's full grown. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's, that's the reality. So I just, I just want us to start to think through, get to a place. You think I'm talking about church. Our life is the same way. We're trying to keep up with people too much. It, we don't have debt because of us all, all the time. Well, it's because of us, but a lot of times because we're trying to keep up. Find your style, stick to it. Find your, your, your financial plan, stick to it, regardless of what everybody else is doing. 
you ain't going to get out of debt keeping up with everybody. Because every time you try to hold on to your money, a vacation come up. And you trying to go with them. You ain't got the money. Credit cards ain't money. You see what I'm saying? But you're trying to keep up with them. Then when you go with them, you're trying to buy what they buy. Hey, we're just going to go shopping today. I'm coming too. You're saying to yourself, oh, Lord, how much we got on the card? You understand what I'm saying? Like, 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 stay behind the scenes. Let them go shopping. Let them go on vacation. You'll get your time and you'll enjoy it. You won't be looking over your shoulder. Right? Relax. Build your nest egg so you can make moves. Tithe, please, for you. There's a lot of less stuff attacking your house when you tithe, and that's a lot less we're going to deal with. <laughs> that's kind of self-serving. Self-serving, Terrence. That's self-serving. My bad. I thought about self on that one, right? Yeah, some of us won't be still long enough to be discovered, let alone experience genuine resurrection. Some of us won't be still long enough to be discovered, let alone experience genuine resurrection. You're supposed to be buried with Christ and let, and let God resurrect you. We've been resurrecting ourselves all over the place. Surely by now it's time for me to get up. <laughs> the Bible says God resurrected Jesus. We're not allowing ourselves to be resurrected, so the power of God is not was sustaining what we're doing. We resurrected ourselves into that position. So your strength is getting you through that. How's that working for us? Our strength can't handle half the stuff we put ourselves in. Right? So stay behind the scenes. Let God resurrect you from there. Right? What's that, the resurrection message? Let God resurrect you from there. Right? The scripture in Philippians 3 10, it talks about the power of the resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. If I'm fellowship with his suffering, he gave his life, stayed buried until God raised him. I think that's what the extra day was for. I don't think the extra day was because it was for him. It was for us. Got buried on a day. There was a, a day in between, right? Then he got up on the third day. I think the day in between was for us. <laughs> so we can go, man, just wait, just wait. Because if we would have been buried, we would probably got up that same day on our own. Man, God just, he might have been busy with everybody else, but I'm getting up. Right? Allow God to really resurrect you, right? So, 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 so again, we talk about the scripture, Galatians 2. Do we really want to be crucified with Christ? Yes, we do, what I'm saying, but. That's staying behind the scenes, right? That's really staying behind the scenes. You see, Christ was raised the next day for a reason. Are we showing up in our life right now? So, so, so now God's positioning us. You know, the power's breaking through. We've got a, some real good insight for next year's vision. So we're showing up to climb. Are we showing up to climb Patient Mountain or hurrying through the Valley of Compromise? Are we hur hurrying up? Are we showing up to climb Patient Mountain? Because that's what it's going to take for us to get fulfillment. Or are we hurrying through the Valley of Compromise? Only to have to come back and climb Patient Mountain. I would just do it the first time around, right? Let's look at Proverbs 29. 
Proverbs 29. Verse 20, 29, 20. It says, see it, I'm sorry, I'll give you a second to get there. Proverbs 29, 20. It says, see if thou a man that is hasty in his words. There's more hope of a fool than of him. Hasty. Quick to speak, not slow to speak. Quick to put words in the atmosphere that you're snared by. Because the Bible says you're snared by the words of your mouth. Right? Hasty to say yes when you should say no. Hasty to say okay when God's not sending you that way. Right? Isaiah 52, 12. So God, God is going to start to slow us down a little bit. You know, Scripture says, be still and know that I'm God. He's going to slow us down. Guess what? He's going to slow us down to accelerate us. So he's going to slow us down in the natural to accelerate us in the spirit. Because what's happening is some of us have gotten weary and well-doing behind the scenes. So we're behind the scenes Enduring and tolerating things as opposed to being behind the scenes in God's presence, allowing ourselves to be ready for what he has for us. It's a difference. You know, you could be behind the scenes disgruntled or you could be behind the scenes, I'm in God's face. I don't care how this look, God got me covered. But some of us has already have established a time frame of, of, of what we should go through. We're not measuring it based on our purpose. We're basing it on based on what we're dealing with. So we're saying, based on what I'm dealing with, this should be over by now. But we're not really measuring things based on what God is preparing us for. We're measuring things based on what we're willing to tolerate. But we have to realize our level of toleration has been diminished through this culture that we're in. This culture has us impatient. So, so, so let's, let's look at it from the standpoint of uh, the last bad business decision or financial move. It was, it was in haste, right? The last bad relationship. In haste, right? You know, everybody's trying to be all spiritual. I don't need to vet this. We in love. Where they at? But, but in patience, you possess your soul. In haste, you lose your soul. You give it up too quick. Not because, you, and then you be keep trying to fix it as opposed to cutting your losses, right? Again, he said, cut your losses. Somebody going to say, so every situation, cut my losses. No, inquire the Lord. Let's not skip steps. <laughs> inquire the Lord. He'll let you know. All right, so Isaiah 52, 12, right? Did I say 12? All right, it says, for ye shall not go out with haste. Uh, the, the NLT says, running for your lives. <laughs> it says, nor go by flight, for the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your real reward. He will protect you. So what he's saying is, if you go out in haste, you're going to get out ahead of me. So you're out there by yourself. 
Was that me? So you, you're out there by yourself. You understand what I'm saying? But if you take your time, God goes out ahead of you. He has you covered. He has you covered if you take if you're patient, if you if you're slow. I'll read the Amplified version of the same scripture. It says, depart, depart, go out from there, the lands of exile. Touch not the unclean thing. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's another scripture. I apologize. Let me just keep rolling. All right, so when we show up for what God purposed us to do, don't show up starting it. Uh, when we show up, show up starting a new clock. All right, so, so what I mean, mean by that, sometimes uh, some of us have, we show up for what God wants us to do, but we have somebody's clock already ticking. Somebody's already started a clock for us. You know, uh, in, in uh, certain situations, you know, especially with women, it says your clock has started, you know, so you want to get pregnant within this particular time or this or what have you. Well, sometimes we show up to be pregnant for the things of God. We go, hey, my clock has started, so I got to have, I got I to gotta birth purpose right now. No, 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 you got to show up starting your clock when you show up. You can't show up with a running clock. Now you're rushing and you're urging and you're wondering why is this not happening because God's not playing off of the clock that you already started. He's playing off of when, when, when his clock starts. So, so uh, some of us know our history. So my history, my basketball history, I didn't play in high school. Uh, low self-esteem, whatever. Didn't have no game, whatever. I, I didn't play. So I, I vowed to play in college. I said, whatever school I go to, I'm going to play. I'm going to walk on. So I worked on my game behind the scenes. And so when I get to college, I... I see one of the coaches, I said, I'm going to play against him. I told my friend, play against him, he's going to ask me to play for the team. And that's what happened. So, so they put me on JV. Back then they had junior varsity in college, but that's like the farm team. You know, like, get you to learn the system, and then you move up to varsity. They made me captain of that team. I wasn't a recruit. I was just a walk-on. I, I didn't know what it meant. But I thought you had to try out every year. So I messed up the next couple of years because I was like, well, they already got their team now, you know, but they was waiting on me. I'm a captain. So finally, I get through all that, and I'm playing varsity. Well, if my first game, I saw the program, they had me listed as a freshman. Like a freshman? Like I've been to school for years. How am I a freshman? Well, my clock started when I played varsity. So my eligibility to play basketball, late in college, I could have I I played, I could have went to grad school, played another two years. Because my clock didn't start until I started, was on the platform of varsity. Your clock hasn't started until you're on God's purpose platform. But you starting the clock already based on how you look at time. You're not looking through purpose lenses. You're not looking through preparation lenses. And honestly, our clock starts when we put ourselves back behind the scenes with God, back in God's presence. We can be all out here talking about God. We can actually quote a couple of scriptures of God. We can even play a worship song that's singing to God. But if our position is not behind the scenes with God, our clock is not started. But we're still in a rush, ain't we? I mean, just, just something to think about. See, and, and, and some people, some try to get around it. 
you know, they try to get around the whole God's being behind the scenes and God's clock, you know, you know, so they try to fight for early success at the expense of fulfillment, try to get props, you know, it's all about prideful appetizing. Tell me I look good, tell me I'm special, tell me I'm wonderful, you know, as opposed to just be behind the scenes. Just position yourself to just celebrate others. But, but, but you watch, even as we grow, so, so, so we're a family, right? We, we have these family conversations for visitors. So as a family, as you grow, we have to watch as we grow. Um, I know you got some people at home, see, y'all not here, so they don't know y'all even here, a part of the church. But, but as we grow, things are happening wonderfully and stuff like that. We got to watch trying to push ourselves up front so people say, I was, I was here and I'm special. No, you're special whether you was here or not. Just stay behind the scenes. Or, or you know, he's the minister. You got to watch it. Hey, hey, I'm a minister. Man, stop all that. Let, let, let people realize it. You know what I'm saying? Like, realize it. You got guests coming in. Hey, I, I, I'm special up in here. No, let them realize it. Right? Stop jumping from behind the scenes. You know, you, you, you ever see the, uh, on the, 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 the sports games, the coach would be uh, – he have his clipboard, he walking around, and you see somebody standing next to him, you know. So I, so I know people, uh, certain people that's with certain teams, they purposely will go stand next to him so somebody can see him on the screen. How about just wait till you get on the field? How about that? Where would a coach go? They act like they're doing something, you know what I'm saying, because they want to be seen, right? You're going to be seen when you get on the field. So you're settling to be seen next to somebody that's participating. You're, you're a bystander with a uniform. That's when we, when we push ourselves from behind the scenes, we're bystanders with uniforms. We're not in the game because we're not embracing the preparation behind the scenes. Do you know the people that are on the field excelled behind the scenes at practice? Nobody was there when they earned the right to be on the field. Nobody, we weren't there. And they earned the right to be on the field. Like, I was listening to Pastor Mel uh, just share her, her, her testimony. How she, God bless her. She was jumping from behind the scenes back in the day. So she, so she was, you know, in her, in her in, she, she was married before she was with me, right? So we already know she, she definitely jumped from behind the scenes. She should have waited on me. She tells me, you should have hurried up to Ohio. So she, that's true, too. But, but I need to hurry up. You need to just wait, you know. All right, so, but, but, so she was in a situation. She, she ran out of the situation, had nowhere to go, in the rain. And she was saying this, like, you know, you're going through stuff in the rain. Just make it work. Like, I'm already going through stuff. Why we got to rain? Like, you know. And so she goes into a place to get an apartment with no resources, no credit, no nothing. But the person at the desk, they were crying. They were going through stuff. So they start talking, and she was like, we, we just talked about our stuff, said, we just got to bleed God together. The young lady called her back the next day and said, you got the apartment. She could have showed up any other time, and that person would have been on protocols and procedures. Uh, no, based on your qualifications, uh, you don't make it. But, that, but she felt her. She felt her experience. But, but she said something when she came from the demise of the relationship. She was like, God, I need you. She went back behind the scenes. God's saying, oh, I can do this. It doesn't make a difference what your circumstances is. I got this covered. 
See, we're, we're trying to do it without going back behind the scenes, without going back in that cleft of the rock, right? All right, I'm about to close out here. All right, so, so the Lord is having us patiently climb this mountain. He's having us hidden, believing for future fulfillment at the expense of present props. You can't climb. Think about climbing mountains. You can't climb any mountain without embracing every step to prepare your lungs for new levels. Now, and I heard the, the Salinas in, in Phoenix mention this, and they were saying, when you, like, every level of the mountain is preparing you for new levels of the mountain. And what it does is it, it's preparing your lungs to handle higher altitude. So if you skip a level and just go right to the higher altitude, you're not going to be able to handle it. You, you, you could pass out. And that's what's been happening. We've been passing out because we've skipped levels that were supposed to prepare us for that altitude because we didn't want to stay behind the scenes. So God's, God's saying, patiently climb the mountain. Now, some of us are saying, but I've gone through so much. I said that when I first, listen, when I, when I started my life completely over, I was 29. I met Pastor Mel at 30. We married at 31, 10 months later. Now, I'm in my 30s. So I've been through a lot up to that point. And I came to a church, and, and the pastor was talking about ministry and stuff like that and what different people went through. And this guy went through uh, this 17-year training. I was like, 17 years? Man, that's a, that's a lot. I said, but, you know, if, 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 if God asked me, calls me to do something, I was like, probably about four or five years, all the stuff I done been through. As I started to grow and I started to hear God, God was like, uh, so now that you are paying attention, we're not playing off of what you went through. That was your choices. We're playing off of the preparation for your purpose. You can't grandfather in creative issues that you made and call those uh, qualifications for what I purposed you to do. Those weren't, the, the out in front things don't qualify like the behind the scenes thing with me under my tabernacle. So let's start the clock now, Keith. And I would have never, I, I told, I tell this story, I would have never believed I would have been in that church for 18 years in preparation. When I heard 17, I was like, man, who can do that? That's impossible. Yeah, for 18 years. Started ministry at 48. When we was uh, with the pastor's uh, in Phoenix, uh, they were installed at that church 18 years ago. They're younger than us. Oh, y'all gonna meet them. We're gonna have them come out here. But, but when they said they was there 18 years, I was like, That's, they were there a long time. And they're still younger than us because a lot of people start ministry a lot younger. But we had to go through our patient mountain. And some of it is, and I hope she don't get me, on, get me for this, a lot of it was my fault my disobedience way before I met her. I should have arrived at meet Melanie Bradley already with a momentum into ministry. But I was nowhere near ministry. I was just what some of y'all think is special. I was just studying the word. Because I was when, you, when, when we met, I had my Bible. I kept my Bible everywhere I went, and I was in the word. I, I had started over. They had stole my car. I was catching the bus. I ain't care what nobody thought. I ain't trying to be cool. I'm behind the scenes now. So I'm on the bus, 30-year-old. Had a, had, a, had a brand new car. 
that got stolen. I'm on the bus. I, people had to give me rides to work. Hey, yo. Then sometimes they would tell me. I got one guy, if it was girls was involved, he'd forget. So he would call me. Hey, man, you need a ride home? We lived in the same apartment complex. I was like, yeah, cool. No, no problem. I would come downstairs and see him pulling off. You know what I did? I, I, I jogged home. It wasn't around the corner either, but I was, I was pursuing basketball. I worked in upstate New York, didn't have a car. I had to catch mass transit. One time, certain, certain days, mass transit takes you to this train station, and it was six miles of hills to get to where you had to go. I called up. He said, man, you might have to thumb it, man. We don't have nobody to come pick you up. I was like, is he crazy? So I had my little boom box, my bag, and I'm walking on the on the freeway. On the freeway, I'm walking, I'm walking where there is no sidewalks. You know what I did? I got a brand new car. But I embraced the humility. Is what I'm trying to tell you is I just I'm behind the scenes. I sold shoes at JCPenney's when I first came to Columbus, Ohio. I had a skill set. But man, I need a job. And I did it with a smile. I sold them shoes, man. Like, listen, I, listen, I, I, I wasn't messing around. I, was, I, was, I did good, you know. I, I, I sold sneakers. I sold shoes. Johnson and Murphy's. Like, all types of stuff. What I'm trying to tell you is I'm behind the scenes. People looking at me like, you, you selling shoes? Then I got a job in, 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 uh, in management, in corrections. God sent me away to work for the church. On Thursdays, I had to clean up 25 acres. We had to go out there and pick up the trash. People that used to be under me used to drive by, and they, they had a smirk. How you doing? Because they didn't know what I did at the church. They just see me out there picking up trash. I didn't go, oh, no, no, no. I'm a minister. I was. I, I work full-time ministry. I never told them what I did. I just was picking up the trash. How you doing? How you been? How you doing? Because I'm behind the scenes. I don't need to prove anything. You think I'm, I'm, a, I'm a trash man at the church? Fine. You think I don't have intelligence? Fine. You think I'm not annoying it? Fine. I'm behind the scenes. When I'm resurrected, this is probably not a good movie to bring up, but it's like The Temptations. Remember when, you know, when it was on Ed Sullivan's show? It's kind of my favorite part where the guy was at the bar going, man, I was with them. Some people are going to be saying, man, I was with you. Man, I took, I ain't know, I ain't know you had all that in you. Man, all this time. So, so it's okay. You're just building a greater testimony if you stand behind the scenes. Right? That's all. We stand on our feet. We'll get to the rest another day. Stand on your feet.